What is going on, Big Talk Nation? What is going on? Yes, do you hear us? We are back, Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. And we are back, back for the attack. Nice. Episode numero siete. That's it. Seven. We, uh, well, at Big Talk CG on Instagram. Let us know what's going on. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Email us. Podbean. That's where we stream. We're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and Audible. It's radical. Nice. So you guys can hear us. Bunch and more, and more to come, correct? More to come. All right. We'll let you more guys know. More to come. And, uh, you know, we're going to be streaming worldwide. Pretty on soon. The, on the interwebs. Yeah. Because um, we're big in Japan? We are big in Japan. Yes. Just like Anvil. Just like Anvil. <laughs> And KNAC. There, ooh, there you go. There um, you go. All right, guys. We're going to do something a little different uh, this uh, episode. We're going to talk about some of our favorite album covers. And what we're going to do a little different here is, you know, normally you might do something like this and you're going to, you know, go through and, you know, spend some time and think about and recollect and research and, you know, make a list and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to do things kind of differently. What we decided to do was... We just grabbed, you know, went and grabbed my record collection here and kind of went, gave it a good once over and made a stack of records. And we're just going to pull them off the stack one by one. And the ones that we want to talk about, at least from the stack and, you know, just go from there. And so definitely freestyle it right out. Whatever we got, we got whatever we don't know. We don't know. All right. Sounds and, good. Uh, we're going to show our age on this one because we're probably not going to remember a bunch of stuff until after we're after we're done two hours from now when we're <laughs> done. All so right. we hope you guys enjoy it and see how this goes. So the first one here, I'm going to pull off the top. Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. All right. Now, we've, we've talked about we've this talked album about this. before from being our favorite debut album. Mm-hmm. Um, but the artwork and the cover from this album is awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, everybody's pretty familiar with the cover. It's got the cross, like the, the iron cross or whatever it is. Correct. So it's got all four, or excuse me, all five of the band members, you know. Uh, drawn on there um this uh this album cover is pretty it's pretty awesome dude it's it's classic it's you know their their first album um everybody knows the cover shows all of them we flip it over it's got all five of the band bandmates on there hanging out having a beer hanging out dude they're drinking it, this is really like when i look at this this picture on the back and i look at the cover on the front it really you know makes me think guns and roses dude look at these guys partying and Drinking beers and all that kind of stuff. Looking a little funky, a little hungover, a little too much brownstone. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and pull the sleeve out from the inside. So we're gonna we're just going through this, guys. So we pulled the sleeve out. All right, we co- got the lyrics. So we got the lyrics on the inside on the sleeve, and on the other side, it actually has what's that have? Oh, it looks like the original artwork for Appetite Destruction. Yeah, that's the one we talked about before. This was reissued or redone or original band cover, something like that. Man, that is awesome. You know, it's an artwork where there's a robot, there's a half-naked lady and another creature jumping over a fence, you know, looking Yeah, pretty. you know, I read something about this artwork when, you know, when we were doing some some other stuff before and... Axel said, "This he singer, lead singer of Guns N' Roses said that this art like represented like the, 
like the, the the robot jumping over the fence is going after like corporate America and corporate America's raping America kind okay. of the things, but yeah. it kind of was supposed to symbolize. But it's pretty killer. I like it. The whole album cover, everything, and then you get you know the picture on the inside, the lyrics on the sleeve. It's great. Love it. Check it out. And we'll be posting pictures of all this stuff, guys. All the albums we're going to talk about today, we're going to post it all on Instagram, most likely, and all over the place. What's there the next go. one? Next one we got is uh, Fleetwood Max. Was it 19... What did we say? 1977's Rumors. Um, definitely one of their top albums. Killer album from them. You know? Secondhand News. Dreams is from here. Yeah. These are this awesome, is a, man. That's, you know, one of the best-selling albums of all time. Great album. The cover has uh, Mick and... Uh, Mick Fleetwood and uh, Stevie Nicks on the front. I'm sure you guys have seen this cover, and he's just holding her hand, and she's like, I don't know, doing like some kind of dance. You know, or she's, pose wearing, or she's wearing her cape. You know, one of her capes and yes. that she's always wearing. And then uh, what's on the back? On the back, you got a flip side of the band taking some poses. I think there's like four different different pictures of the guys that are hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, and it's Same got smile. It's got the list of. Uh, all the songs on here, you know, I always liked it like on this one. And it also, um, was on the guns and roses one where they list the names of the people in the band and what they do in the band, just in case you don't know yet. All right. Correct. I've always liked that kind of a thing. Now let's see if there's anything on the, Oh, there is. So we pull out the sleeve. It has a, what is this? It's like a little booklet in here. Like a gatefold, like a gatefold booklet. The outside of it's got pictures of all the band, Doing concert footage, candid photos, that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Open that bad boy up. Lyrics. You love the lyrics. You gotta have the lyrics. Oh yeah, I love it. Like uh, remember cassettes? You'd get it and it would fold out like twenty folds, and so you could get all the <laughs> lyrics and stuff. This one just opens, you know, like a gatefold. It's great. It's got all the lyrics for all the songs. Love it. Love it. All right. You know, for us older guys, why don't they print them bigger, man? Because I, I can't know. read that stuff now. I'm gonna have to put my glasses on. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's an album. Um, you know, Fleetwood Mac, classic rock. Love the classic rock. Here's something that you guys might not think is up our alley, but it actually is. This is going to be uh, the Joshua Tree, U2. Right. Um, probably their, well, not probably, their biggest album. Um, very basic cover. It just has them uh, in Joshua Tree National Forest mm -hmm. uh, or National Park. The band on the front. It's almost like a widescreen movie shot. Um, exactly. And then on the back, you know, you can't even, you can only see the edge's face here. Everybody else, you can't really see their face. It's right. Got a, you know, a, a tree here over on the side, track listing, so on and so forth. Gatefold, love it. Right. Gatefold. Now we got a close up of all the band members, you know, in uh, National Park. And me and Greg were, you know, we were going through it. This, um, just like the sound of this album. Very American. It's like very American sounding, and because uh, obviously they're uh, British, Irish, they're Irish. Irish. They're Irish. from Ireland. The cover is very looks very American. Very yeah, America. definitely on that man. I don't know, great album, man. There's a lot of good stuff. There's by, yeah, I can say still haven't found album. what I'm looking for. Streets with no name. Yeah, dude, great great tracks on that one. They're, yeah, that album was huge. Definitely. You like that cover? I, I do. I like that one. All right. Next one we want to bring up, Def Leppard's Pyromania. Yeah. 
Now I want to talk about this is you just see it and you know it's a looks like a a sniper is doing a a shot into the a building blowing it up seeing the flames and the smoke awesome kind of futuristic on the side mm -hmm. and we do a little flip flip there's some matches being lit along with uh pictures of the band and you know tell them what they do Rick Savage Rick Allen Joe Elliott Phil Collins Steve on there. Good soundtrack. Great album, man. As we uh, open it up, I don't think there's anything fancy in here. Nope, just the record. Nothing? Nothing. Now, not all of these are uh, originals. Some of them are original. Some of them are reissues. Some of them, they're almost, I don't think any of these I bought new. I think I've all bought them used. So some of them may not even have the original sleeve, so we may be missing stuff. We don't know. We're not experts. We just know what we like and like what we know. Um, yeah, dude, this, it's strip, simple, straight to the point pyromania. This guy's shooting a, you know, he's got the crosshairs on the building. It's on fire matches, fire mm -hmm. pyromania. It's got everything going on here. Rick Allen with two arms. <laughs> Can't beat that. Right. He has two arms here. Yes. Yeah, he has he's got two, two arms. arms. <laughs> you can only see one in the picture though. <laughs> Radical record. Pyromania. Get out your notebooks, guys. Get That's one. Duh. Yeah, get out your, get your big talk notebooks and uh, take some notes. You're going to want to take notes on these. All right, back onto the stack. Um, next one here, Black Sabbath Paranoid. This was their huge breakthrough album. Mm -hmm. 19, what this was right after the, this was their second album. Was this 1970 as well? Did they release both of them in 1970? I think they did. Um, let me open it up. Yep, 1970. So it's got a guy on the front. It's like some, I don't know, space age samurai looking like out of Flash Gordon. Ooh, that's where they got that. Other right? like that, like a three, like a, looks like a, uh, like a long exposure where he's in three positions kind of thing. You guys have seen the cover. It's the same kind of deal on the back uh, track listing, but guess what it is? Good old gatefold. Yes. Look at that. Opening up, see the guys in the, in the outdoors. And tall grass hanging out, looking evil, looking yeah, hippie-ish, you know, looking it's, crazy. It's good. It's 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 a black and white picture. It's grainy. You 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 can get a sense. You, I love it when they have the picture of the band and you can look at it and you can almost kind of identify what they sound like and what this. <laughs> they they're looking just like what they sound like. You know, Black Sabbath man, Ozzy wearing his big cross necklace and yeah, man, young young. When he's probably like. 1920, 18, 19. Uh, probably a little older by then, dude. It's great, dude. Track listing. Love it. There it is. The name of the members and what they do. Ozzy, Tony, Geezer, and Mr. Bill Ward on drums. Love it. Let's look and see if there's anything on the inside. Nope. Regular ass sleeve. Love it. Yeah. Great album, dude. You guys need to write that down. Black Sabbath, Paranoid. You know what other album? I really like their... Um... Not to uh, uh, get too off tangent of our stack, but what do you want to turn on? Sorry, guys, technical difficulties. One second. Um, Black Sabbath's uh, first album with the witch, uh, like in the graveyard, in front of some church action. That yeah. was great cover, great right. cover. That's Probably a... my favorite cover by them. By Black Sabbath. I, I want to say. Um, 
Never Say Die, their last one with Ozzy okay. from Black Sabbath was my, I want to say my favorite Black Sabbath cover. Um, with Ozzy years. Now, we're not talking about the Dio years, and mm-hmm. we'll get that pretty soon, but definitely the Ozzy years on that kind of stuff. Another album I wanted to bring up um, was Queens from 1977, News of the World. That's where um, it's a big robot or monster, you know, holding the guys in their hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another gatefold double album that was just beautiful and awesome. That that uh, soundtrack, or that, sorry, that album was just great. That album cover was awesome. That was one of those album covers as a kid that you had to know what was going on with the band. Queen, wow, look at this cover. Look at this robot. Look at these these guys laying on their, you know, their hands and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. You open it up and it's, you know, looking like it's going to destroy into the world or into some cities or something like that. That was a good one. I liked mm-hmm. I liked Queen's, you know, News of the World album cover. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Okay. Back on the stack. Next one right here. Beatles. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. This iconic cover, uh, probably one of the best well-known covers in music history. Right. Um, it's, a, it's on everybody's list of, like, top – top covers always is probably always will be it's got you know iconic characters uh from the past that they actually have a themselves in the in the background the crowd of people you see marilyn monroe you see laurel and hardy i see bob dylan alistair crowley uh, yeah i see a bunch of people in here people i don't even know uh love it love it they even have a little like i don't know is that like a mannequin doll over here on the side wearing a sweater that says welcome the rolling stones so <laughs> they had everybody in here everybody it's great. It's great. This is this is one of those albums that you're right. Everybody, I don't want to say tries to recreate or does something, but this album stands out in the world. You put this out there, or put it on a shirt, put it on, you know, and, and people just absolutely love it or absolutely, you know, can identify with it. Mm-hmm. Best you know that type of stuff. The, the, go ahead. Not only a great album, but a great album cover. These guys oh, yeah. put some thought into what they do i mean i'm sure they do they always do the mm-hmm. beatles always are a um, great artist on what they do and that kind of stuff and we got gatefold action this is a, a double album so gatefold action record on in each side open it up it's got just the band and their sergeant peppers uh uniforms that they're wearing you know looking like royalty right that they are right um then on the back it's got them again and this is something interesting that um my cousin uh miles told me one time he's a huge 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 beatles fan john lennon in particular and it's got a picture of them at the bottom on the back and they're wearing their obviously they're like royalty kind of uniforms and he was telling me one day that if you look at george he's in the first position with the with the line down the unit you guys are gonna have to go google this you're gonna have to google the album so you can look uh, i'll post it up on instagram as well so when you hear this you can kind of follow along but george is uh, un- uh Uniform makes like the letter F here, and then uh, Paul McCartney's turned around and it makes the letter U. Oh, and then this rope here on John Lennon's uh, top is like a letter C, <laughs> and then Ringo's here is a K. Oh. So you spell that out. You know, is that some kind of like you know conspiracy thing that he just made up or was looking at it one day, or is this something they planned? I don't know. You never know. Wow, I didn't know about that one. That's um, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's just like you know with their song. Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Lucy Correct. Sky Diamonds. L S D. So right. who knows, dude. These guys were what they were doing or what they were on at this point. 
Love they're, it. Great album. Creative artist. Yeah, creative artist. You know, another album from the Beatles, uh, which I love too, is Abbey Road. That was another one of those iconic, simple pictures of them walking across the street, it, uh, setting up. It, you know, awesome feature. That's another one of those things you can just get like a silhouette of, the, of that, of the four guys walking. People know mm-hmm. what it is. And I got to correct myself. It's not a double album. It just got a bunch of stuff in this first one. Lyric sheet, poster with, you know, or a little fold-out thing with them in the studio. And then it's just got, and the other one has the album, and it has this sheet with, uh, you know, some stuff you can cut out, a mustache, a Sergeant Pepper's badge, and all this cut kind of out. stuff. It's wow. pretty killer. It's pretty killer, guys. Especially for, what, 1960, where are we at? 67? 67. Pretty, pretty ahead of their time, 1967. It's a long time ago. No yeah. math. Go. <laughs> I'm not yeah, I was just talking about Abbey Road from 69. That was just another one of those iconic album covers. I just thought, love it. Those Between Sgt. Pepper and Abbey Road, those two, those guys, man, they just, you know, have that. And there is symbolism in there, too, from, of course, Abbey Road's the one where they're walking across the street correct. in the crosswalk. From John Lennon in white. Uh, it's supposed to be like a funeral parade or something. Um, Ringo in a black suit being the, the mourner. Uh, Paul being the one that's being buried, and then uh, um, George George being the uh, grave digger because he's been in an all denim suit. Uh, you know, whatever. It, these guys are artists, man. There's fun. They they if they did something like that, they put that in there, man. These guys know what they're doing, man. This oh yeah, I great. love Abbey Road. That's probably my favorite um, favorite Beatles record. Uh, I absolutely love it. I was making dub copies of it my, when I was a, <laughs> probably the only person that you're going to ever meet that was in elementary school making mixtapes off my Beatle, my parents' Beatles records. Dude, nice. Just, just, um, if I remember correctly, which I most normally do, um, I also remember on that album cover, they're all stepping with the right foot, left foot forward, except for Paul. He's got He's stepping with his right foot, so he's the only one out of all of them that's out of step. Oh, okay. And there was always some symbolism to that. Like you had said about, you know, you know, they all were kind of playing the, a role in these pictures mm-hmm. and he's stepping with the other foot. Like he's out of step out of and sync. And he's, isn't he, um, and he's barefoot, barefoot. So that's just killer. Yeah. I mean, what a great, great album cover. Great album. Love it. Yeah, definitely. On that one. All right. Let's, uh, uh, move on to the next album. All right. Next on the stack is, uh, let There Be Rock by ACDC, which is kind of like a live album cover of uh, a picture of them on stage, rocking out, having a good time. This is very iconic for ACDC style. Uh, well, definitely their logo is definitely um, symbolic. Uh, you can turn around, there's a picture of uh, Angus having a good time, you know, rocking out. Uh, great album. You know, as we open uh, open it up, they are uh, they show a little bit about the other albums that they have on that you could purchase. Yeah, so this one's obviously a reissue because none of those albums were out when that came out. So. Right. Well, some of them were you know. now that I look at them. But all right, a reissue. Anyways, great great cover from ACDC. Let there be rock. Good stuff. Yeah, that's killer. It's a killer cover. Yeah, it's like them live in concert. You got Angus out front. Doing his Angus thing, just rocking. Bon Scott just chilling, being cool. And then, you know, you got the 
you know, the rhythm section basically, you know, doing their thing. They were, right, they were the backbone of that band. You look at the back, you got Angus Young definitely shredding on the back. Love it. Love it. Love it. Great cover. Um, next one on the stack. It's actually two of them by the same band right here. We got everybody knows my favorite flip back in your notebook. You'll see exactly who my favorite band is. One of my favorites poison. And we'll talk about their first album first, which is uh, look what the cat dragged in. This is the one. <laughs> if you listen to our first uh, episode, we were talking about debut albums. I referenced this uh, album. When I looked at it, when I was a kid, I was like, Oh my God, dude, these are all girls. Who's the singer. And of course I was wrong. Uh, Bret Hart was a singer. I thought it was Bobby Doll because he was the only Bret Hart, Bret Michaels, Bret Michaels. Sorry, I got wrestling on the mind. <laughs> uh, maybe his middle name's Hart. Who knows? Um, right. But man, great, great. This really symbolizes the times. Correct. This really shows exactly, you know, 1986. Just this is, was the look at the time. Uh, guys, you know, were were wearing the makeup, looking feminine, wearing the the spandex and the. You know, how high could I get my hair? The higher, the better. And man, just looked like glam, glam rock. rock. Just you so know. you flip it over here. You got the band on the back doing their little pose kind of thing. Looking like glam rock stars. We've got the track listing names, instruments they play. Love it. This is hilarious. Uh, so, <laughs> dude, this is hilarious. It's got the names of the people in the band and uh, what they do. Brett Michaels, vocalizing and socializing. <laughs> you got Ricky Rocket, sticks, tricks, and lipstick fix. Whoa. Uh, Bobby Dahl, bass rapping and heartbreaking. And CC DeVille is guitar screeching and hair bleaching. This is hilarious, dude. Hair this bleaching. is hilarious. <laughs> that was, um, dude. That's a great man. The next one is their second album. Uh, open up and say ah there's two versions of this i have the original version because they had to censor it out because for some reason people found it offensive i have a t-shirt of this album cover also i, I, I didn't where is it offensive i don't know it's got a lady um looking kind of like a tiger devil kind of situation uh, with a tongue sticking out her tongue is probably about what six inches long right yes. there open up and say ah and people found this offensive the um censored version just shows her eyes. It's all blacked out all across the top, all across the bottom. It just says poison in there, poison green, and just has her eyes. But you flip it over, it's got the guys, you know, still looking looking a little more masculine, but still got the feminine thing going on. <laughs> and, you know? Brett Michaels with some girls and CeCe DeVille in the insane asylum. And, you know, these guys are just looking like they're ready to rock. Love right. It. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Next thing we're going to pull is from the mighty Van Halen, the first album, Van Halen. You know, you bring up same thing, four guys on the cover, each doing a pose, the Van Halen symbol, the classic, iconic Van Halen symbol mm -hmm. on there. Um, awesome. You, you know, you look at this and you're like, uh, who are these guys? It's a guitar with uh, striped on it, white, this guy posing. It, it looks great, man. You really can't see a lot of Alex Van Halen's face mm -hmm. on this, but you get it that symbol that there's a, a drummer. Then you flip it over, and you got Mr. David Lee Roth doing his classic bend uh, backwards pose. Uh, name of the title, name of the guys. Let's see what we. Uh, you know, I love that album cover because you can you really get a sense of what another one of those where you really get a sense of what they sound like. 
um, on here, dude. Like they're just getting ready to rock, dude. It's a, it's a rock band. It's yeah. a, a straight up rock band, and you just get that feeling from this cover. You don't even need to listen to it. You already know what it sounds like. Yeah. Then you open it up, uh, classic Van Halen symbol on one side. The second one, uh, you see a picture of Ford, uh, the guys. Looks like they just kind of off stage having a good time or being drenched in beers. Mm-hmm. Wine, women, cigarettes, all the good fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Track list tells them what they did. Fan club, how to reach it. Love it, man. I love it, dude. They got a fan club thing on here? Oh, my God, they do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Nowadays, it would say to sign up for our fan club, go to vanhalen.com. But here, man, you got the... You got the whole uh, whole thing, North Hollywood, right where we're at. Yeah. North Hollywood's where their fan club is located. You know what? Even though I'm kind of quote unquote next in line, Greg, I'm gonna let you take these because it's three albums by one band kind oh, of in here together. So why don't right. you go ahead and take over on that one? You know, this is definitely mine and Chris's favorite band, and we talk about them. We've seen them live. We- we love them today. We're going to probably go to the stadium show next year when it's, it's on there here in L.A. Uh, Motley Crue. There's a lot. You know what? There is a, a lot of Motley Crue albums, covers that we absolutely love. Uh, these are three of them. Um, start off with the iconic, iconic Shout at the Devil with the pentagram in the front, uh, all black, Shout at the Devil, turning over. Then you got uh, a picture of the band from the Looks at Kill video. You know, all tough and ready to roll. Uh, the name of the songs. And as you open up, as you open this gatefold up, you see this, the, all four guys in different poses. Uh, very iconic uh, picture of them uh, looking like craziness where it's, it's burning up behind them. You know, shout out to Devil. This is this awesome, awesome album. I lo- awesome cover. I love this album cover. It is great. Total transparency on our show. I have the censored version, or what I apparently think is the censored version, because mine doesn't have the off-black pentagram on the front. It's just black, Motley Crue in red, Shout the Devil in red. But that's not the important part here, guys. <laughs> that's not the important part. The gatefold is the important part, because these guys look like they're out of Mad Max, apocalyptic, Thunderdome, just ready to rock in their studded leather, just looking dangerous, man. This is just... This is... What is this, 82, 83? 82, 83, yeah. Just looking like they were always, uh, they were always really a step ahead of the times. They were, they changed and then everybody else changed. And then when everybody was going right, they went left. Yeah, and then everybody correct. flipped a U turn so they could follow them. They really started, I mean, they weren't the first, 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 first. But as far as like what was really out and popular, they really started all the looks. And when you open up this gatefold, you're just like, this is fucking killer, right? Love it. So just saying about that, of them being a trend setting, are, are doing that and doing a flip and doing, you know, everybody following them on their next album, which is Theater of Pain. They they really did that okay. from the, the darker, you know, so here we got warrior. Uh, yeah, they got the black. It's all black leather studs. Studs. Tough. Okay. Now going into a kind of like a glam version of it. Yeah. You know, all the guys are, in, well, not really pastels, but there's. You know, a different look to them. They don't have that hard edge look. It's more. I don't see any leather unless maybe Mick, uh, Mick and, and uh, Nikki are wearing leather pants. Yeah, but it doesn't even look leather. Pink pants. They're wearing pink, white, lace, cape, scarves. Yeah. That's different. So Motley Crue did take a, you know, a look at themselves or say, hey, we need to change. Yeah. They, we need to, to move and groove. And, 
you know, and this is a very iconic album cover with a um, smile now, laugh later. Yeah, look. it has the has the um, comedy and tragedy masks from you know like the the theater the and theater. You know, theater of pain and it's great, dude. It's a great cover. Yeah, like you said, they went a total U turn on that. They went from black and dark leather and tough to pink and silky satin yeah. softness. Correct. And not really my favorite album by them. Correct, it's me got, too. It's got I one mean, or two songs on it. Well, the the, the uh, iconic songs for me are definitely, you know, uh, City Boy Blues and Home Sweet Home. Those well, Home Sweet Home, yeah, is one of the best songs they ever did. Yeah. By, and, uh, but this is almost the opposite of what you usually say. This is a little bit of killer and a whole lot of filler. Yeah. Um, oh, we got something on the inside, dude. <laughs> we got two things on the inside. We got a picture of them. It's just them in the same outfits. Look, different pose. Different pose. They look like they're all fucked up. <laughs> like high or something on there. Uh, lyrics on the other side. Love it. Love it. And one thing about Motley Crue, just a little side note, on all their albums, they actually changed their logo. They didn't keep the same logo, font, type, or design. They changed it with every album. So if you go back and look, you know, the first album, they have that, like, um, just straight, you know, Motley Crue logo, Shout the Devil, kind of the same, but totally different font. Theater paint, it's different. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about, different as well. Next one is uh, Girls, Girls, Girls. You know, same thing. Motley went from... Uh, pastel pink to you know uh, leather and motorcycles yeah or... it's, it's more of a motorcycle leather look kind of thing going on yeah tough definitely and then you know the uh, font that they're using is more from um, girls strip clubs type of neon like a neon thing going type on of thing because that's a that's what they say this was this album was uh kind of inspired by was the, at the times you know they were going to a lot of strip clubs and hanging out on the sunset strip in hollywood and mm. Yeah, you turn it over and there's a look like they're at the back door of a strip club parking their bikes and ready to go in or relieving themselves and yep. ready to go in. Mm -hmm. uh, good stuff, man. I mean, this is fun Motley album. This I thought was a lot better than uh, theater. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. It was definitely a lot better as a as a total package. Total and then package. As, as we open it up and see the um, inside sleeve, there's another picture of the band hanging out at the strip club. Girls in the back, um, them at the table having some drinks, having some fun. Uh, people arm wrestling, you know, good stuff from Motley. And as you do a little flip over, it kind of has all the lyrics and all the, the songs from it. I love it. I absolutely love it, dude. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. Good you album. Know, yeah, really good album. Definitely not like they needed to have a comeback. I mean, Home Sweet Home was huge wasn't that like on uh number one like dial mtv for like a year or something they had to retire Long it time. so nobody would uh keep requesting it or something like that correct great correct love it love it okay next next album oh you know quick before we move on let's talk about um uh, a couple other album covers by motley Crue. all right um too fast for love their first album um if you if you look at the back of the album it's got all four of them in corners and uh, then on the front it has just a close-up of um, Vince Neil's crotch. Not a close-up, but like from his belly button to yeah. his mid-thigh um, that's taken from the picture that's on the back. Really, I don't know if they were trying to do a tribute to Sticky Fingers from Rolling Stones or if that's what it was. Not sure, uh, probably. Uh, but man, it's I in my mind, it's a better picture. 
Um, I think that Andy Warhol did the Rolling Stones uh, photo on uh, for Sticky Fingers, 1971, oh, okay. I think it was. Uh-huh. Um, but man, that's a killer cover, dude. It really shows again a different sign of the times, dude. They were, you know, kind of doing a, a almost like a punk rock thing, but rock and roll punk kind of thing and, and you know that's what the album cover really shows um love it great album great album could listen to it over and over and over and over and over again if i had to love it and then the other one you talked about was uh dr feelgood no was i thought you wanted to talk about uh generation swine that was a you know what so as a motley comeback from vince come rejoining the band um they did do generation swine which is Definitely one of those albums that's out there. They had a different sound, definitely different sound than they ever had before than they did. Um, <clears throat> but I, I like the cover. It was the four of them in pig masks. Um, I think it was even uh, Nikki with a upside-down pig mask. But, you know, they're in suits. They're in a pig mask, Generation Swine. I thought the album cover worked. I liked it, you know, from yeah. that. Yeah, not one, of, not one of my favorites from them. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's, it was a good cover. It was a good cover. Um, okay, next, next up here. And I know we're making a lot of noise, a lot of background noise. That's because we got the stack on the table. We're, we're, you know, just doing it on the fly, you know, a little something different for us. So, um, hopefully you guys just bear with us. Next one, one of my favorite albums, an iconic album of the eighties. Album number three, am I correct? Album number three by this band, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Love it. Looking at the front, it's got the Bon Jovi logo in red and white. It says Slippery and Wet on the cover. On the back, you flip it over, it's got them on stage looking like they just got done playing a show. I don't think they did because their hair's not all wet and sweaty, so it's probably just a picture that they just took. Track <laughs> listing here. I know, dude. You can't fake me out, dude. I'm too smart. It's way too smart for any of these guys. So I know all of you guys out there listening, um, well, most of you at least, know exactly what this cover looks like now this is actually the second version but i believe the only version that was released in the united states i think the first version may have gotten some release in japan i think i thought it was canada maybe canada it definitely had it was an export or import for those countries and what the original was was it was a uh, photo of a female wearing a shirt that says slippery when wet and i think the shirt was wet and uh clinging to her body ever so nicely and U.S., uh, who is this, Mercury? Yeah. Mercury Records said, no, we can't do that here in the United States of America. We're too... A little too provocative. A little or... too provocative for American citizens to view. Correct. So, what are we going to do? So, whoever took did this cover, all they did, I think they were over at John, John Bon Jovi's house, and he just said, all right, let's look through the cabinets. What do we got? Grabbed a, pla- a black plastic trash bag, laid hefty. it on the counter, probably a hefty, <laughs> Put it on the counter, sprayed it with water, took his finger, wrote slippery when wet, took a picture, and that was it. It's kind of amazing, dude. I mean, no thought, but an amazing, iconic album cover, dude. I I don't know if you agree with me. I just think this is just so iconic. The name, slippery when wet, iconic. The cover is iconic. Um, it's just amazing how sometimes things happen when you're kind of thrust into a position of, we got to figure this out right now because yeah. we don't have any time. Um even you know, even like someone that we've talked about before with uh, Janie Lane and Warrant, when you know they had the Cherry Pie album, but it was called Uncle Tom's Cabin. That was gonna be the single. That was it. But the record company said, "No, you need to write a song." You like wrote Cherry Pie in like one day. 
said, okay, here's your single. They loved it. Everything was cherry pie. So sometimes you're put under that pressure of like, right now we need it. It's when the best work comes out or, you know, some things that really resonate with people. And I think that with this cover, dude, killer, totally, totally killer. Open it up. What do we got right here on the inside? We got, uh oh, we got lyrics, song titles, but we got a picture over here on the back. These guys are got their shirts off, looking all jersey, with the uh, girls wearing that slippery one wet shirt. That's See, the that, shirt. that's the classic that's one. That's the shirt. And uh, you think maybe one of these girls took the picture? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of these girls was probably the girl on the cover, and. You know, we can't put it on the outside, so we're going to put something on the inside. There you go. Just like, you know, with that Guns N' Roses one, we're going to put the censored cover mm, on the uh, inside on the inside, so people can still see it. Um, love this picture. You guys, I'm going to I'm gonna post this picture of this inside. <laughs> yeah. You guys all know the cover. This is killer, dude. It is just killer. Man, look at the fake license plate that says slippery. Right. <laughs> I love it. You know, I would have preferred, being the young man that I was when I bought this album originally, um, to have the original art cover. You know, oh, with the busty girl and the cleanness and the, all that, but you know, you get what you get when they want to release it to, you know, yeah, as America a, yeah, or the, as a young, you know, going through uh, puberty, <laughs> you want to see all that. You know, that kind of reminds me. One of the bands they were never big, they were never big at all. Um, uh, Warlock, all right. Their album covers I always used to guys look go look at because it had uh, Doro Pesh, their singer. Mm -hmm. And she was, you know, they were Swedish, I believe, Finnish, um, Scandinavian, and they were a metal band. But she was on every single one of their covers, but it was always like a drawn animation kind of fairy tale, uh, fantasy tale. kind of Goddess. thing. So it was always showing her in like something tight, busting out. So as for the sword or shield or something, I gotta go look at the warlock covers. So you go look, you're like he, he, thinking you're getting away with something <laughs> bad or something. That was part of the fun of going and looking at album covers because right, you could just f go through and you would you look at the front, you look in the back. You couldn't open them up or get the sleeves out or anything because it was wrapped in cellophane. But man, that was part of the fun of going to record stores. And you know, me and Greg were talking about it, man. We we're gonna, you know, maybe make a trip down to Amoeba Music out in Hollywood and maybe kind of do a show about what we see, what we find, any. Oh yeah, a field, a field trip a show. Field trip show. Nice. That will be. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. You know what? Next on the list, uh, uh, two, two albums we're gonna talk about. One of them we have in front of us was uh, the Scorpions. Uh, two album. One album cover which I liked or love is their Blackout album. I believe 1983. Um, you know, one of those that album actually I think introduced me to Scorpions at the time. Um, Love them, love that album, great album. Um, and then, you know, the cover just has it looks like Rudolph in a mask with forks in his eyes and kind of screaming. You know, that was just the craziness of Blackout. Yeah, see, just you know, glass breaking, good fun stuff, man. I mean, that is a great iconic album to me, Scorpions Blackout. The next one, um, I think they did uh, a couple albums after is Scorpions Worldwide Live. That's the same thing classic iconic cover where you see the five members of the band taking from a live shot you know on the back uh, they're posing you know from the end of the show doing their famous pose mm -hmm. you know same thing this is a gatefold two album see this thing's live right now dude we got <laughs> just to give you a peek to the inside we got the dog in the back drinking out of a water bowl so 
opening up, shot. <laughs> seeing a, a shot of the audience from the guy's per, uh, point of view. Dude, this, this is, gatefold is killer, dude. Yeah, man, it I love it. It is killer. Man. It is them on stage. There I am. Rocking. Dude, there's got to be... <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you guys. There's got to be 500,000 people there. I don't know what show this is, but yeah. there's got to be like, it's an outdoor amphitheater of sorts. Dude, there's there's like 500,000 people there. Sure, that's the Us Festival, dude? I was there. Um, like I no, there. because I'm the right Us there. Festival was more on that sloping amphitheater ah, you're right. style, you're so right. I don't think it is. That's what was my first thought. But, it, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the angle of the shot with the, the zoom, you know, fisheye lens, and, man, it's killer. It even has, um, here on this side of the gatefold, the dates and the locations of their tour, 84 to 85. They started in January 84, went all the way to February of 85, a year plus tour. They were everywhere. This world tour. Worldwide live. There you go. When, where did you say this was recorded? Some of it was? Oh, yeah. This was recorded um, in a couple of locations. Los Angeles at the Forum, uh, the Sports Arena in San Diego, uh, Pacific Amphitheater in Costa Mesa. And then they did some in uh, Paris and Cologne, Germany. Um this album is real. This is a double album. I've been right about that this time. Um, double album. It's got all the hits that they had up to that point. Yeah. You know, Blackout, Bad Boys Running Wild, uh, Loving You Sunday Morning, Big City Nights, the Zoo. Uh, Holiday, Still Loving You, Still Loving You, dude. Yeah. That killer love song, Power Ballad, Great, Hurricane. Um, Another piece of meat. Great. Yeah, No One Like You. Dynamite. Can't Get Enough, dude. It's just. And then on the back, it's got the picture. That that's an iconic pose for them. Yeah. The the, oh. the the guitar players with with Klaus Mine on their legs, you know, doing a little pyramid action. Great, dude. Great, great, great. Love it. Oh, I bought it at Amoeba. Look at that. It's got the price <laughs> sticker on it. Sweet. Um, Show off. Um, just to go back to your um, Blackout album cover, dude. I remember seeing the shirt with that cover on it, and even you know seeing the cover of it you know, mm -hmm. in the record store, but more vividly, I remember seeing it on shirts going, dude, what, what the hell is that dude? You know, it's like, like you said, man, it looks like he's in an, like some kind of insane asylum thing with a thing on it, uh, like wrapped around his head, but he's got these forks like bent into his eyes, like blackout dude. It's kill, dude. It's sorry guys. Sorry. Millennials. They don't make them like they used to. No. They don't make covers like this anymore, dude. Because I don't know why. I mean, are we seeing it through different eyes? I mean, are there album covers of today from artists that we're just not looking and seeing? That it, it people could be feel, a generational thing. It could be. You know, I mean, we know how we feel about this. But what about somebody today? If the album was released, you know, this year, this month, and, you know, that picture of their album cover. I'm going to have to ask the kids of today um, <laughs> what they th if there's any album covers that are out there that make them go, what the hell is that? Like, this makes you want to pick up the album and see what it is. It does. So that is not the point of the album cover, kind of give you a feel of what's going on um, and make you pick it up. Because right. you pick it up, you might not ever put it down. You're going to be walking out the front door with it. But man, Blackout, killer, dude. Killer, killer, killer. All right, I'm going to talk about one right here, dude. I'm going to actually, I kind of see it peeking out the bottom. Yeah. And also I'm going to grab and skip like four albums because I know Greg might want to talk about these next couple. Dude, we're going to talk about this band, Metallica. And this album I have right here is Ride the Lightning. Um, in my opinion, out of all their album covers, it's not their best work. 
but it's still good. Yes. Um, I think we would all agree Master of Puppets is their best album cover. That one is just killer. But we got Ride the Lightning right here in our hands. Electric chair getting struck by lightning. See, Metallica, dude, they kept the same logo. Every album, they just colored it differently, but mm -hmm. it's the same. Um, you know, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, man, Ride the Lightning, what a great album. Flip it over. It's got like a little mini logo in the center, and then it's just got, you know, a shot of each of them. Uh, you know, rocking out. Rocking out, and uh, originally came out on Megaforce, but this, I have the Electra Records version. I do not have an original copy, which my brother is quick to point out. <laughs> it's not original, okay? Um, great, dude. This is a great album. Fight Fire with Fire, Ride the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Fade the Black. Dude, that side one, that's, yeah. that's all... Right, amazing, and, right there, dude. And then it just keeps going. Trapped under ice, escape, creeping death, call of Cthulhu, dude. You can't, dude. And these guys were making songs, dude. These guys were making, right? You, you, these weren't getting on the radio. Nope. Not because they were thrash, but because they were six and a half, seven, eight, almost nine minute songs. Yeah. They weren't getting on the radio with that. I mean, um, but man, this album is killer. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is is Master of Puppets. Man, that album cover is great. Uh, it's got the logo across the top. Then it has just a bunch of um, tombstones that are all like crosses. Correct. And then the guy, the marionette, you know, master of puppets, you know, kind of very symbolic, you know, with that song really being about, you know, the dangers of drugs and, you know, um, how, you know, he's the master. Drug is your master. You're going to do what I want you to do. And it's just a cover just as an extension of that. I always thought it was a symbol of like uh, war. Really? You know, like sending, you know, master of puppets pulling your strings, saying something like, "Hey, you know what? I need you to go to war. I need you to fight this war." Well, you know what? Say, maybe we need to have the Big Talk Nation let us know. They need to Google it and post it on our Instagram at Big Talk CG. Let us know. All right. I don't. I don't have my phone on me right now, so <laughs> I just got a stack of records. Um, but Master of Puppets, great cover. It's yeah. like showing like I'm gonna be your master from life Correct. until death. Correct. Kind there of you a go. Thing. It's just great, dude. It's, I control your life. It's. I remember going to school and uh, elementary school. I think I was in second grade ish. Wow. Third grade, and one of the girls was wearing that shirt, and I was like, "What is that, dude? Are you kidding me?" It was like. It was probably one of the only times I was staring at a girl's shirt, and I was actually looking at the shirt. So. <laughs> Uh, second grade? Yeah, dude. Wow. Can you believe that she was wearing it? It was like yeah. seven or eight yeah, years old. Yeah. Killer, dude. Just, wow. You know, I, and I wasn't into Metallica then, you know. I don't, I don't know. I was probably listening to Duran Duran. So that's probably why it hit me so. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, Metallica, dude. They got to be hard. Right. You mean, and they you were. And they were. Yeah. They were. They were. They were great, dude. Still are. Still are. Great album covers, dude. Great album covers. Yeah. Uh, the next one I'm going to pull out is um, Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance. Love it. <clears throat> this is an album cover. You know what? This was the album that got me into Judas Priest for the time. Um, British Steel, which came before that, I think I didn't know who they were, but once Screaming for Vengeance came out, I knew who Judas Priest was. Great album. Uh, just a mechanical bird flying or descending this looks awesome. They kind of, um, I know, took the, I think a, the theme of maybe the same bird or mechanic on the next one, which is Defenders of the Faith, uh, Judas Priest. And they kind of made a 
a lion or a tiger or some kind of beast mm-hmm. in a robot symbol. Yeah. You know, doing that. But this is the one. Um, Screaming for Vengeance is really the one that I thought was awesome. I mean, this, you know, this album starting off with the Hellion, you know, breaking into the Electric Eye. Man, that's just, that's how you start an album. Oh, yeah. You know, you know same thing. As we open it up, we can see a picture of the guys hanging out, probably on stage, uh, looking at classic Judas Priest stands. Uh, you turn it over and you see the all the lyrics of all the the songs and stuff like that, man. This is another one. Yeah, of these dude. Fun. This Judas Priest album is is great. This cover, and I believe that the that this bird on the front is the Hellion. I believe that it is the Hellion, and that's what you know. The first song, uh, first little intro song on the, on the back is, but yeah, uh, like you said, um, uh, what was the uh, other album you were talking Defenders about? Defenders of the Faith. Defenders of Faith and Turbo. I think they were all done by the same artist. Okay, they all have that same uh, uh, look and look. feel. Uh, but man, killer, killer, killer album. And all I know about this is that is this a heavy metal parking lot right here? Was it this one? No, Turbo. No, Turbo. turbo. But uh, here it says on the bottom, from an unknown land and through distant skies come came a winged warrior. Nothing remained sacred. No one was safe from the hellion as it uttered its battle cry, screaming for vengeance. Nice. That is killer, dude. Like I'm saying, dude, you don't get this anymore. No. I'm 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 not trying to date us and you know say how old or stuck in our ways, but it's controversial stuff and things that make you say, oh, wow, what is that? It's not the same as it used to be. Now it's, you know. Singles and, yeah. You know, I'm wondering, I wonder if the digital, you know, did, everything's online, digital, streaming, you know. We don't need to have an album cover. We don't need to catch your attention with that. I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. So if we all know Judas Priest is number one, who's number two? Number two is Iron Maiden, man. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you what, I got this album used, obviously, because it has the Amoeba Music sticker on it. And I'm going to tell you what, guys, this is an amazing album cover. This is Iron Maiden's Live After Death. Classic, classic Eddie on the front. He's getting, uh, looks like struck by lightning. He's coming out of the, bursting out of the ground. Dude, this album cover is just out of this world man it's you know what the, fuck there are so many iron maiden classic iron maiden albums that we can talk about mm-hmm. you know one of these is definitely that one this is definitely an album that i remember the cover um the front the back you know eddie breaking out getting hit by lightning you know coming alive after death this is just an awesome album cover yeah man. you know this um being as as young as I was, you know, during the during the eighties and the time that you know this is eighty five, the time that these albums were coming out, Iron Maiden was really hitting their stride. Didn't have cable, no MTV. They weren't playing Iron Maiden on the radio. So how did you find out if they had something new? You would go to the record store and look. And I'm gonna tell you this: every time I went to the record store, I went to a store. It was called Jaffco. Had a record <laughs> section in the back. Uh-huh. Um, wherever uh, had, had records, I was going to the Iron Maiden section first. One, because their album covers are the best. Right. Uh, Power Slave, in my yeah. opinion, probably being the best one. Um, but man, you would just sit there, dude, and you would just pick up these albums, man. And thank God it wasn't like a magazine store where they said, you're going to yeah. buy that magazine. No, I could sit here and look at record covers. Just 
there's a there's a freaking uh, headstone here that has HP love. Oh, it's a quote from HP Lovecraft that is not dead, which can which can eternal lie, yet with strange eons, even death may die. Dude, just killer. And yes, the artwork continues to the back. So double gatefold. You open it up and look at the cover right. still. It's like a huge, like uh, just widescreen version shot. The lightning's destroying the city in the background. He's in a graveyard. One little red flower coming up and then a black cat with a halo. So there's, there's some symbolism there. A little serpent action over here. But man, this thing is killer. And we're going we're gonna to go like this. Open up the gatefold to the other side. Oh, look at the inside. What's going on here, man? And this is shots from the live show. Beautiful, just Eddie coming out from the back. That was always the main um, spot of the show. Mm-hmm. Eddie would come out and, or he would walk around to the band. I think that he still does make appearances nowadays. Yeah, right? when we went and saw him at that show that we th- uh, were talking about last <laughs> episode, that we forgot we were actually there together. <laughs> we were talking about it. Uh, yeah, they brought Eddie out, dude. And yeah. then we didn't we also see him in San Bernardino. I don't know if you went to that show also at the oh, amphitheater. Yes. We saw Iron Maiden there. That was where Anthrax opened for them, I Correct. believe. And we saw them out there. Both shows, they had Eddie come out, the big one, mm-hmm. come out from behind, above the stage, dude. And that is just, I'm going to say it again, man. They just don't do them like they used to, man. The, 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 the production, just a show. It's a show. You know, I've heard some of the newer artists do good, you know, with their concerts and their shows. And yes. I'm sure some of them do have great performances, you know, lasers and lights. But, man... This is killer. This is definitely going up on the uh, on the gram picture of this gatefold. And uh, dude, you guys got it. Some of these you might just have to Google and, and you know get your notebook out, write it down, dude. Iron Maiden, just any of their album covers are, are all great. They're oh, all definitely. Great. So this has the Mummy. What 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 tour is this from? Is this like uh, somewhere lost in time? Maybe. No, I think it's before Power Slave. Power, Power Slave. Sorry, I think. Yeah, yeah power that's killer, dude, because it's got the mummy, and that had the Egyptian theme in it. Dude, Bruce Dickinson, look at him, bro. He's just out of control. Great. Great band. You know, and, great album. Cover. And from this recording, to my belief, it was done, some of it, in Long Beach, and I was at one of those shows. I don't doubt that <laughs> at all. Um, I think I heard your hand in that one, you know. <laughs> Me clapping? Yeah. Um, Greg's got a clap. Not the clap, a clap. Um, I think it was all recorded at... In Long Beach, in Long over Beach, like three Long, nights. Yeah, they did. Did they do like a huge, like multi-date? This is back when bands were selling out. At, you know, four, five, six, seven dates. Um, yes, I should have looked at it before, but um, yeah, the Long Beach. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get my glasses on. <laughs> Put them on, old man. Um, okay, it was re- uh, recorded over four nights. It. The Hammerstein Odeon in London on October 8th and 9th, 10th, 12th, and 84. And four nights at Long Beach Arena in Los Angeles on March 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 1985. Holy crap, dude. That was a long tour, dude. World tour. Um, I think it was the oh, second okay. or third one I was so, there. But here's one thing that's killer, dude. Is side is a double album. Sides one, two, and three are all Long Beach. And just side mm, four is okay. from... Uh, uh, the Hammerstein. London shows, yeah, dude. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariners on here. That's a long ass one. That's great. Love it. I love, love it. That. Can't get enough of this. Can't get enough of the Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, man. Yeah. Love it. You know another album cover from Iron Maiden, which I do love, from 1982, Number of the Beast. That was my, I want to say my first introduction to Iron Maiden. Uh, 
Run to the Hills, Number of the Beast, the song. And, you know, that album cover was, you know, scary and crazy. You know, Eddie's, the mascot Eddie, is over it, doing a puppeteer of the devil, and the devil's puppeteering like a little human. You know, that was one of those things that were wild and crazy about that time. But that was another one of those albums that were just awesome, great. You know, um, yeah, that was one of those first album covers that made me think to myself, am I supposed to be looking at this? <laughs> okay, a young yes, kid, yes. Like, am I supposed, is this okay? Right. Devil, Number of the Beast. You know, you're just, mm-hmm. you know, a little kid. and uh, Scary. Check this out, dude. I just pulled out from one of the gatefolds. This is cool, guys. I'll post these up too. There's an actually an advertisement in here for Iron Maiden home videos. You can get the live after death <laughs> world tour video VHS, baby. A video EP of like their videos and behind the scenes kind of thing. Then they got this is killer Iron Maiden live after death. You can order t shirts. Nice. Aces High t shirt, the tie dye t shirt. Um, it's got the album cover as the main art, Aces High. Uh, it's got the classic Aces High shirt uh, picture. Look at these, dude. It's got the number, Visa or MasterCard. Then on the other side, you can get posters. It's got a, there's a leather tie. Does it say how uh, much the t-shirts cost? Yeah. Uh, 20 bucks for 20 the, the tie dye one, 11 for the Aces High, uh, $10 for the leather tie, bumper sticker, a book for 10 bucks. Man, you can't find even no books for 10 bucks anymore. Oh, dude, you can get a one-year fan club subscription for eight bucks. And then it's got the door poster. Remember the door posters? Yeah, Eddie looks wild. like he's coming through your door. Yep. Oh man, that's another show we gotta do. Posters, dude. But man, what a what a great treat, dude! I didn't even know those were in there. That's cool. <laughs> and you that's, own that, and I own it, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Iron Maiden has um, some. You know, every album uh, covers and covers. I mean, just. Every album comes out with a new version of Eddie, new style, new version of him, new look, new what they're going to do on the tour. I think they're, this time they're doing like a samurai Eddie on their album. Um, last time, an old hunter or a cowboy. or But they always come out with you know crazy albums, beautiful albums, beautiful artwork that just you know mess up your art. Want you to use your imagination on some of their stuff, man. You know, you, you say you know Eddie comes out different, you know, on every they have him being different on every single album they do. I think uh, on the Peace of Mind album, it's obviously him, and you know he's got the chain around him, and he's looks like they did brain surgery on mm-hmm. him, right? Where they just cut his head off, and it's got the bolt in the front. I Correct. Think every cover after that, he has that. Correct. So they lit, and I don't know if there's other things from other albums that carry on, but that one you can notice. And every album going forward, he has that that bolts like, like those bolts that are holding his head on. It's great, man. Yeah, I, I did notice that too. You know, one album I want to talk about that I absolutely love the cover and the and the album itself. Quiet Riot's Mental Health, Metal Health. Um, this was an '83 released. Um, awesome. Looks um, like a character in a straight jacket. Um, from a mental hospital, and then he has as flair uh, four buttons of each of the guys on them. Is that uh, the minimum amount of flair? <laughs> well, maybe for Quiet Riot it is, yeah. but you know, for all of us, it's sixteen pieces. Yeah, <laughs> you know, with a um, a metal mask, one eye showing. Um, this is great, man. This was one of those crazy artworks that were just awesome. You flip it over. Uh, there's um, 
four pictures of the guys, telling what they do in the band, singing, uh, rocking, drumming, bassin, that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. 1983's Quiet Riot Metal Health album is one of those definitely album covers which I personally love and probably is in my top 20 album covers of all time. Yeah, you talked about this uh, album on our debut album, episode episode one, mm-hmm. which I'm sure uh, the nation has probably listened to by now. Um, and you talk about how they played at the US Festival they opened, right? Correct. This was the first heavy metal album to be number one, correct? Correct. What an album, dude. Bang Your Head, Come On, Feel The Noise, Slick Black Cadillac. This band, you know, for a time, a period of time, was just um, everything. And they were, they definitely set the bar really high as far as... Now, we talk about major releases, and I know they maybe did some independent releases had a, with Randy Rhodes on them doing a couple yeah, of albums. I think that albums. Um, this was technically, technically their third. Yeah. I think they did, they did two albums, Quite Right 1, Quite Right 2. They both had Randy Rhodes on them, right? Yes. Randy Rhodes, one of the best guitar players ever, uh, played with Ozzy on his first two albums, uh, Blizzard of Oz, Diary of a Madman. Um, yeah, but no matter which way you twist it, this album and this album cover is great, dude. Look at the, They even did the video, the character from the album covers in the video, and it just it, it takes it to a whole nother level. Well, I think they try to use this as their mascot yeah. because – a few albums after they still tried to use this kind of character condition critical on, on, which was the next was it the next one yes condition the next critical, one after that the same uh i i think the mistake they made with that is i think on the second album it looks too much like kevin DeBro. correct and it kind of was like oh it's not a mascot it's the singer and it kind of yeah maybe that was something they did i don't know out of marketing they shouldn't have done yeah. that i thought that too on that tradition critical they got some and they, they got rudy sarzo was playing bass he's played in a lot of other bands i think he's in is he in rat no no he's not in rat now no no carlos cavazo is in rat uh, yeah he was yeah, when yeah. we saw him he was playing in um unfortunately kevin's passed away but the other guys oh rudy sarzo played with ozzy Correct. Uh, when uh, Randy Rhodes was in, he also played in White Snake mm-hmm. when they were huge. And then Frank also passed away. Yeah, Frankie also passed away. So they're no more Quiet Riot, unfortunately, man. They were. Well, there actually is a Quiet Riot. Not really. But without no original members. Yeah. So how does that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, dude. We got. Um, we're up against it, but we got two albums here left. But I also think we're going to talk about a third. All by the same band, Rat. Two T's. <laughs> so I have, I don't know how I got this, but I did. I got it at Amoeba. Um, this is their EP. And when we were talking about Rat Briefly on our debut album episode, Greg brought up the fact that, you know, they had an EP. But this is the EP. It's got six songs. The cover is honestly killer. Um, it's got a lady wearing fishnet stockings and high heels. It just shows her from mid-thigh down. Um, it's all black on the, on the cover. It's got her standing there. And she's got... You know, these little rats crawling up her fishnet stockings, dude. And that <laughs> that is just so fitting because it's, you know, it kind of, you know, I don't, sometimes I wonder if people read into things more than they're supposed to. Like they're like, oh, huh, that'd be funny to have a lady in stockings with rats on her legs. Or is it like, it kind of shows like both sides, like soft, sexy, you know, we're going to sing about these girls, but we're also dangerous kind of thing. Correct. Like it's two different worlds right here on the right? album cover. Like, were they thinking that or were they just kind of like, oh, that would look cool? and people just that'll probably look cool um then it's got them on the back you know not their best (laughs) (laughs) this is before round and round before they really 
you know, hit, got their look, but here they're, you know, they're, they're trying to look a little bit tough. And oh, man, they look like fashion rock. They do look like fashion rock. Love it, dude. Love it. This is from uh, 1983. Yes, 83. Time Coast Records. Wow. Killer. And what's the next one right here? Same band. Rat Out of the Cellar. Yeah. Tawny Katane. Looks like she's trying to go into the cellar. It looks like she's trying to go into the cellar. Yeah. When all the bands escaped out of the cellar. That was another cover, dude. Where, man, being, you know, that young boy looking at anything, you know, they had the, the female on the cover. You were looking at it. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know this was Tawny till years later on. I didn't either. I I mean, I didn't even know it was Tawny Katane. Tawny Katane, obviously, most people know from the White Snake videos. Correct. The trilogy of videos that she was in. Um but she was great friends with the band, mm-hmm. great friends with everyone in the band, and uh, she, you know, on the cover. And you, you look at it now, and you're like, oh yeah, it is her. But at the time, I think she was dating Robin at the time. Yeah, this was rest was in going peace. On. Um, I think so. I think you're right. Man, it's a great cover. She's wearing like her shredded dress, and you know, it's, it's looking dangerous. It's looking <laughs> dangerous. Don't go in the cellar. Don't go in the cellar. Don't go. You do a little flip, and it looks like a picture of the band, you know, in in action or in video action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, titles, who wrote the songs. Totally different look for them on that, from their EP to the those Correct. little pictures right there. And that's probably about it. I was there. And then uh, the next album they had after that, Invasion of Privacy. Uh, invasion of Your Privacy. Yeah, Invasion the, of Your uh, Privacy, another another you know, lady. sexy album cover correct girl i guess getting ready with a window open in the evening putting her little booties on or something yeah like her little booty fringe socks like those shorts mm-hmm. another album cover dude they just you know we're keeping it rolling with the uh female on the cover kind of thing you know trying to yeah dude rat love them dude are they from san diego originally and then they moved I think up here steven I think. and juan were from san diego yeah, and They're... they kind of came down here or steven and robin and then they came down here and met the other guy. Dude, see, the the one thing about Rat is Round and Round, as great as a song it is that it is, it's one of those songs that I'm like, okay, guys, you can play something else besides Round and Round. Dude, this album right here, check it. Side one, Wanted Man, You're in Trouble, Round and Round, that three great songs. And then on side two, you got Lack of Communication, Back for More, I'm Insane. I mean... And the... And the ending song oh scene of the crime scene of the crime man. Dude, it's great it's, deep cut it's it, i wish you know they would play more songs from this when you hear them on the radio i mean even on sirius xm it's round and round almost yeah. all the time hey um two last bands i want to talk about the albums um one of them is the eagles hotel california mm-hmm. um, that album iconic and beautiful one of those things just looking at a uh, sunset version or a, a, of, a, of a hotel, dark and mysterious. Um, you open it up and you turn to the back and then you see them having a good time, a party, just mysterious in there having a good time, mm-hmm. different thing. That just, you know, that album from the Eagles, um, definitely a, a beautiful album cover, mysterious, um, great storytelling for the album mm-hmm. and set the tone for that kind of stuff, you know. And then um, the last band I'm going to talk about, one of my favorite bands, or my favorite band as a kid, Kiss. They had some iconic album covers, which I definitely love. Uh, my favorite Kiss album cover is Destroyer. Mm. Just 
yeah. coming out like rock and roll gods that they are doing like a pose or doing just like they just came from destroying the city or, or you know rocking it out and beautiful cover i mean the four guys i love it that's that's one of my favorite album covers uh from kiss is destroyer um from 1976 um and then the last one which another one from kiss um 1975's a live album mm. that album that classic live album cover of them posing or just being on stage doing what they do another one of those things out of the park love it open that gatefold up you see the crowd pictures kiss 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 this and kiss that and kids wearing makeup and you know kids doing this and flip it over and there's just you know a picture of the band and high risers and doing stuff and that's that's another one of those albums that i absolutely love kiss alive and um kiss destroyer are my favorite yeah albums. definitely i wasn't a big kiss fan um but yeah they're they got some really good album covers you know especially with the face paint and all that kind of stuff um, i think the first one that i ever really saw from them was dynasty and that's just um you know basic with them with the you know their faces uh, faces on the cover and yeah uh that's the first one i remember from from them yeah but yeah dude they they, they had some good good covers um just wasn't really a ever a huge fan of theirs mm-hmm. but hey you know you don't have to have good music to have a good cover correct or vice versa <laughs> um you know we're we're um just quick i want to name just a couple other albums that just popped to my mind um that i remember uh, one of them is beastie boys license to ill nice with the airplane um Mm-hmm. crashing into the side of the mountain you didn't know that until you you know flipped the record over to the other side or you got the tape which i had the tape and you opened it up and unfolded it and you got to see the whole mm-hmm. then it had the um it was like an american airlines plane and then the plane number was the word eat me spelled backwards <laughs> it's kind of a subliminal hid message there subliminal messages all over these these albums yeah. uh uh, I'm sure if we, we pull out our magnifying glasses, we can find stuff all over the place. I know the Iron Maiden uh, album covers had Classic a lot of that kind of that. stuff. They yeah. have all that kind of stuff. Um, the other uh, album I want to talk about, you did touch on it, is British Steel from Judas Priest uh, with the razor blade. Mm-hmm. It's like a hand coming out of the studded leather jacket kind of thing. And that just that really symbolizes what Judas Priest was all about at that time and what they sounded like. I mean, it's just, um, it fits so well for that time, that sound, that album. Um, one of the best album covers uh, that there is out there, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely. Love that, too. The Judas Priest is number one. Judas Priest is number one. <laughs> All right, guys. You know, um, we may uh, break this up into two parts, um, this, ep- this episode, maybe, possibly. We'll see. Because uh, we did run a little long. We don't want people to, you know, miss out. So we'll look at that, see if we're going to do that. Um, so uh, go ahead and get in touch with us on uh, Instagram at BigTalkCG. Uh, you can email us, BigTalkCG at gmail.com. And uh, we're on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, Audible, Podbean as well. You can listen to us on any of those worldwide, even in Japan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just want to say thank you to the Big Talk Nation, you guys. Thank you. Um, you know, we just kind of do this, and we're surprised that there's actually 
well, we hounded a lot of people to listen to us, <laughs> you know, hey, listen to us. But it's nice to Check see that people are actually listening to episode two, episode three, episode four, episode five, that people are coming back and listening. People want to hear the bullshit we have to say. And Yes, definitely. We appreciate every single one of you guys out there and um, couldn't say thank you. Enough. Yeah, big thank you. Thank you very much, man. But, uh, you know, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So um, we'll be uh, maybe breaking this up into two. Maybe leave it at one long one. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. One long happens. one sounds good. All right. Man. All right. So from uh, Big Talk from Chris and Greg, we'll see ya. See ya.